listener production. Hey there, and welcome to your afternoon briefing. I'm Ben Sion Siebert. All this week, we've been bringing you a series on how to get your financial life sorted in 2024. And for our final episode, let's explore one that, unless you're already nearing the end of your working life, you probably aren't thinking enough about retirement. Whether the plan is to retire at 40, good luck, or planning a long working life ahead, let's make sure 2024 is the year that we set ourselves up. Trish Gregory is a financial advisor focusing on millennials and Gen Z. She teaches young people about money on TikTok and she works for Fox and Hare Wealth in Sydney. Trish, thanks for joining us. A lot of American politicians seem to want to work until they drop off the perch. I am <laughs> not like that. Um, so just asking for a friend, you're a 30-year-old man in, <laughs> in Melbourne. Uh, what's realistic? What am I looking at? How many decades am I going to be working or should I plan to be working until I retire? That is a fantastic question. Um, and thank you for having me on. As a financial advisor, it's probably the biggest thing I always say is an it's it's an it depends. And so there is a lot in your control and there's a bunch that's outside your control. So when we think about what, as a 30-year-old male living in Melbourne, what is your financial life going to look like? Well, you'll probably work for the majority of, if not all of that time beyond taking holidays, which means that you will continue to receive superannuation. So if Uh, you earn sort of an average or above average wage, you'll probably be fine. What happens (laughs) is is when things start to get a little bit more complex, when you add in um, someone who isn't a white man, for example, so you're, you're female or you're diverse, you certainly get more challenges in terms of being able to support yourself well now and also into the future. So we know that women have less superannuation in retirement and that's something that is proving really hard to budge. So what should people think about? The things that are in people's control are things like, very boringly, should you be putting extra money into superannuation now versus waiting until you're closer to traditional retirement Mm -hmm. age? Should you be starting investments now or should you be waiting until, say, you've bought a property uh, so that you can have some potential stability? Should you be paying down debt as a priority or investing or putting money into superannuation before you do that? There are so many options that we have available as Australians. It all depends on your personal circumstances and what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I will say if someone is looking for something like early retirement, that doesn't happen by accident or even a you know an extraordinary re- traditional retirement. That doesn't happen by accident. You can't continue to spend all of your income and think that everything will get sorted in the future. There are a lot of people on the internet who seem to be telling us that we should be retiring at 40. That seems pretty wild to me. Is there any, like, in in the real world, on a relatively average income, What is that actually realistic? Or should we think about it more like 60, 65, 70-ish? Uh, realistic, yes. Easy, no. Most people will never retire at age 40. What I'm seeing with a lot of my members and what I did personally in my own life is that 
financial stability, not necessarily financial independence, being completely retired has given uh, people the opportunity for choice. And so a lot of people, myself, my family, some of my family's family, um, as well as a lot of my members, have been having one stay-at-home parent for an extended period of time or choosing to go on a year-long sabbatical overseas and not be employed during that time. And those are some of the things that I think people our age are, are working towards more, which is not necessarily not working at all, but having choice and flexibility so that if you have a toxic boss, you can say, see you, mate, I'm done. Sure. How much money do you need in a superannuation account or in any account to retire? Mm. Uh, Again, it's an it depends. So, uh, ASFA, they um, have set out some information on what people might need to live a comfortable retirement and a modest retirement. For someone who wants to retire at age 67, as a single person, they need just under $600,000 in their superannuation. And that would be combined with some uh, part age pension. If you're a couple, it's just under $700,000. So for people in their 20s and 30s and maybe up to about their 40s, we've had the superannuation guarantee our entire lives, which means that assuming you don't have a break in your career or a significant significant break or you're underpaid for a long period of time, you should be fairly fine to to get what ASFA defines as a comfortable retirement. It assumes you own your own home, which is becoming more and more challenging for Australians these days. Yes, it is. And you just, um, I mean, your great recent podcast with Dr. Andrew Wilson, How to Buy a House in 2024, was is uh, really an important one for people to listen to as well. well thank you for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so having retirement funds, having six or $700,000 in superannuation by the time you hit age 67 will give you if you were to do it, you know, now it's what's t- deemed comfortable. What most people have at the moment is three to $400,000 in their superannuation when they retire. So Australians as a whole, there's definitely not enough money there to be able mm. to live a comfortable retirement. Um, so if you type in ASFA retirement standard as an example, that mm-hmm. will tell you uh, how much income you will need to live a comfortable retirement or a modest retirement. And for the income side of things, comfortable would be for a couple about $71,000 in income per year. Single is about $50,000 in income per year. Okay. Well, well, just assuming that everyone's um, mortgage-free and they have no debt and they're earning a good income, then we're hopefully going to be okay. But you're mm. saying that most Australians, three hundred dollars or $400,000 in their super by the time they retire. What do we need to do about that now to make sure that we can have a comfortable retirement? Mm. There's a lot you can do. And mainly the, the big things are it's, it's habits. So as terrible as that sounds, people say, but, but don't you have an investment for me or some secret formula, a secret source? It really comes down to the habits and behaviors that you have now that will lead you to 
financial well-being in the future. So I meet with people who are living on $60,000 a year and fi- and are fine. And I have people who are living on two and $300,000 a year and are stressed. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily mean that when you have more money, you are better off financially. Uh, certainly having enough money to live comfortably is an important goal that we should all strive for. But beyond that, if you don't have good habits in place, you're just going to spend all that extra money and you may then hit age 40 or age 50 and go, wow, I I earned a lot of money and I don't really have anything to show for it. And I Mm. can tell you that if you're staring down the barrel of 40 or 45 thinking I have to start paying attention to my money now, it's a bit terrifying. Setting up your behaviors so that you're spending really extravagantly on the things that are important to you, but also cutting out the things that are not important to you. Mm. Should I save up for a deposit and buy a house uh, or an apartment or somewhere that's I'm going to be able to pay down so when I retire, I will have somewhere to live? Uh, should I be investing that money, understanding that there is a level of risk and volatility involved within investing in the share market and therefore you need to consider how long that money needs to stay there. Mm -hmm. Should you be putting money into superannuation when you're really young? There's this beautiful thing called compound interest and the longer you're able to invest and have your investments reinvest and the interest and the dividends from those investments just keep churning along and making you money, you actually get really beautiful growth if you start putting extra money into your super when you're, say, 20 years old than waiting until you're 50 because that money has just been rolling along beautifully, invested that entire time. So there's no one right answer, but buying property, investing, putting money into superannuation is sort of the three big pillars. And I would caution everyone to be aware that there are a lot of get-rich-quick schemes out there and they they don't – you might find someone that gets lucky, but the majority of people will not be lucky and they will probably lose money. Slow and steady is not very sexy, but it is the thing that over the medium and the long term will get you where you want to be. Well, Trish, Gregory, thanks so much for your time. That's been really informative. No worries. Hope it's been helpful. That was Trish Gregory, a financial advisor who helps mainly millennials and Gen Z get their financial life sorted, which we've also been trying to do here at The Briefing all this week. Scroll through The Briefing feed to find the other episodes in our series. And don't forget the info in all of these episodes is general. It's a bit of a starting point. It might not be suitable for everyone, so consider your own circumstances and get some independent advice. That's all we have time for today. I'll be back with more of the the afternoon briefing next week. The morning edition will be back in your feed from 6am Monday. And tomorrow, Antoinette Latouf is back for the first weekend briefing of the year. Hey team. Well, this week I have a pretty hilarious and super fascinating chat with comedian Nassim Hussain, who's done a whole bunch of things. He created that TV show on SBS, Legally Brown. He made the grand finals of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. 
Recently, he added children's book author to his list. He calls himself a failed lawyer. And in our chat, he shares his most terrifying performance experience to date. And I thought it may have been filming a Netflix special, but that wasn't it. Or maybe telling a joke on the stage and it totally failing and nobody laughing, but not that wasn't it either. So you're going to find out what it was, also what he's doing next. And we also explore the line between politics and humour and what happens if the powers that be think you've overstepped. It was a great chat. I'm sure you'll love it. Make sure you tune in. Don't miss it. My name is Ben Siebert and from all of us at The Briefing Team, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.